Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. That one you levicated to all the bicycle riders in. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. And good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle User Group radio program on Community Radio 3CR 855am and digital. And my name's Chris and thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs and um, from... uh, Democracy Now! And uh, yeah, we're all a bit apprehensive here in Australia at the moment and everywhere else that's outside of America who doesn't get to vote. (sighs) Well, let's try and uh, perk up. Um, Today I'm going to be talking to David Barella from Bike Sydney and he's a semi-regular guest we get on the show talking about all things to do with um, what's happening up in Sydney. And it may seem that uh, the only news we get out of... um, Sydney is, you know, depressing or, you know, there's police crackdown on cyclists or whatever. But David has quite a bit of uh, good news amongst the gloom. And, you know, in, in amongst bad things happening, good things are still happening. So we've got a pretty wide-ranging chat on stuff like, um, you know, Green Square, uh, stuff to do with the Sydney Harbour Bridge, what uh, bike uh, Sydney have been up to and quite a other few interesting things including you know um, well to do with the ride to the gong yesterday and also to do with the actual the the nuances of riding around Sydney so without further ado I'm going to get into playing that interview because um, it's quite a really good long-ranging chat and I think you will enjoy it. Communication Mixed Down. The show that takes a critical look at contemporary media. And explores the way we use communication to make sense of the world around us. From social media to citizen journalism. To the logo on the front of your favourite T-shirt. It's all part of the Communication Mixed Down. Each week, Thursday, 6 to 6.30. Communication Mixed Down. Cranking up November 17. Right here on 3CR. Today on Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio, I'm speaking with David Barella from Bike Sydney in one of our 
reasonably regular catch-ups of what's happening in Sydney. David. Good morning, Chris. Good to hear from you. I was just noticing uh, that uh, the, the riders on the ride to the gong had a uh, little wake-up called West Connects. <laughs> had some stuff put along the route. <laughs> yeah, people are getting... Um, uh, so West Connects, of course, is the big road idea here from the New South Wales government. Um, which indeed will affect, would affect this ride should West Connects go ahead. The, even the construction of it would impact what is a well-established, I think, 30 or 40-year-old ride from Sydney to Wollongong every year in, in um, support of multiple sclerosis, but a great charity ride and much loved. I think it's something like 10,000, 15,000 riders. Um, so, yeah, there's a protest going on. That's been going on for a while. We're getting to the stage of house acquisitions, arrests, uh, and there we're not related to it, but there... Uh, campaign seems pretty active, dynamic and ongoing, sustained um, and it's, it's getting some traction here. I think the challenge is here in Sydney that that big road project is actually um, not as widely understood as most people think. So I think in my view that's the challenge of those campaigners in fact to broaden first the understanding, the awareness of that project much less than the, the gross, the gross impact. It's a silly project uh, in the minimum at least where campaigning in the background to make as, as best we can of an evil to make sure what's called positive provisioning happens and that is to get some um, active transport not just cycling but cycling and walking really high quality connected sort of if you like velo ways um, and there's some indication there but the project's a stinker let's be clear about that um, and we're just trying to make the best of a bad bunch. Yeah we had pretty much a very similar circumstances down here but I think we're Melbourne it was very different is that there was mechanisms to stop it. And the difference with West Connects, what people may not understand with East-West Link, is that um, West Connects, the contracts have been signed and works are happening. In Melbourne, it never got past Geotech, really. No, that's right. Look, yeah, it, it, and that's it, a very, we're here to talk, we're here to yeah, talk bikes, I guess. But I know, but it's very interesting. That, mm. It's hugely interesting because I think it's a precursor to other things you probably want to talk about, police actions and so on. Yes. But interestingly, albeit away from cycling... What happened in our parliament here is that um, West Connects in concept is a public idea. It's a public road born of public funds. But basically the government um, decided, well, in fact, enacted uh, an act basically to sort of put it outside of the reach of the people. So it's now actually a privately owned idea. It's a corporation, Sydney Motorway Corporation. Mm. And that's hugely significant because it put it out the reach of uh, media inquiries and freedom of information requests. So that was the reason for it, but that's the extent to which these things, you know, that Machiavellian sort of element without trying to get dark too quickly mm. is is getting to. Um, so And that informs a lot of the stuff that's happening for cycling as well. Yeah, we again, you know, down here with what was happening through the inner suburbs was going to really mess up um, inner city cycling, which is seen as a template for other parts of Melbourne. And likewise, for you in Sydney, there are similar repercussions. Now, Okay, we've discussed that, and we really do want to discuss cycling. But um, I've, there was something that really struck me. It was in the last couple of weeks there was the spring cycle. That's right. Over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Now, I understand there's things happening with the Sydney Harbour Bridge, and there's always been the, the like the 50-odd steps. But the next day, your New South Wales police had a so-called cyclist crackdown. Yeah, there was a blitz, and that's barely one. It's, it's happening every other day. So it, it is unbelievable because not uh, even further is that the RMS, the Roads Authority here, is the mainline sponsor of that event, the Spring Cycle. So on the one hand, it's um, you know all lovey-dovey, and I happen to know that some of the senior people 
uh, I was actually the start line manager. Bike Sydney did some of the traffic management for it. And I was at the start line noticing that, in fact, some of the highest bureaucrats of the roads and maritime services were at the start line. Now, I must say, they're, they're not our greatest friends, but they're put upon. They, they you know, almost have to deliver an agenda. But you're absolutely right. The, the height of irony in that, on the one hand, that, that agency is supporting, financially supporting the big event, trying to get people cycling, and the same government is on the next day coming out and cracking down. And things are getting worse because um, we, we, in fact, Bike Sydney posted on its Facebook page that police were seen chasing, physically chasing on foot cyclists. And we now have um, reports of plain clothes cops going out to bus. And I must say, this is, um, as best we understand it, the highway patrol people. So really, it's a very specific group. Um, and Duncan Gay, the roads minister, is very friendly with these people. Uh, so I, f- I feel for the police a little bit because I- I've got a feeling they're just getting tarnished by a very select group. But nonetheless, the long story short is I can't believe the extent of, of police attention for-, for things as stupid as track standing and riding without a bell and so on and so on. <laughs> oh, so the, the persecution is-, is peaking, you know, it's getting worse. Yeah, and it's kind of like the it's for your own good sort of troll. Of course. I had my bicycle. Freedom and safety are two of the most important values shared by our community. As the largest independent human rights organisation for refugees and people seeking asylum in Australia, the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre delivers more services on the ground and more free hours of support to where it's needed most. A donation of $20 to the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre provides two weeks of food for a family over the holiday season. Please donate now at asrc.org.au or call 1300-DONATE. The Asylum Seeker Resource Centre is a proud 3CR supporter. And you are indeed listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR 855M and digital. And it's going to go into the second part of the interview I did with David Barella from Bike Sydney. I want to discuss something positive is that we just mentioned the Harbour Bridge. Now, it's been a long-standing issue of accessibility for pedestrians and riders. I believe something may be happening. Look, we've been here before, uh, false dawns, but I, I uh, almost a little bit in my professional life as well, have signals to suggest maybe this time it's for real, that we might be at the northern end of the Harbour Bridge, where, as you say, there are currently 55 steps that riders have to walk down. This is the prime um, cycleway of the state. The greatest numbers ride across the Harbour Bridge, about 2,000 a day. Um, we may be getting a ramp at that end, and so and that itself would catalyse a sort of um, harbour link, a connection north of the bridge into the northern suburbs. So l- let's see it happen, but I think this is why this is different this time is because in January... The RMS, there they are again, will be clarifying the road part of the Harbour Bridge from those old um, toll booths. So they're still there and they need to get rid of those um, in January. And that's the time where they might start some of these works at indeed both ends, but particularly at the northern end of the Harbour Bridge um, to get rid of those 55 steps. So just to be clear, they'll be replacing them ideally with a, with a ramp, a cyclable ramp, where otherwise now we have to climb down the 55 steps. 
And will this be like um, chair accessible, disability, disability access, all that sort of thing? As well. As well. So uh, the, that detail we're not 100% sure of, but on the on the, the cycleways on the inner or the western side of the hub bridge, on the eastern side, the Opera House side, uh, we understand there to be a lift. So um, that's that's uh, technically the walking side, the inner or western side is the cycling side. So on the walking side, yes, it does look like they propose, they propose um, a lift at that side as well. There may be even one on the cycleway side, which I think for cargo bikes might be necessary. But uh, the detail, you know, we've yet to see, but at least this thing's got some momentum at the moment. Good, because, yeah, you know, everyone knows these long-running projects, which would make a massive difference if they occurred. And, yeah, I think every state and territory, every suburb's got one of these. But the Sydney Harbour Bridge seems to be like, you know, the sticky point of many, you know, it's almost like a floating signifier of, a, of some bicycle infrastructure right across yeah. Australia. So, no, that's right. Its value would be, you know, beyond oh. the infrastructure important that it is, but it's almost, it would have symbolic or metaphorical value because of the way it just, it enables cycling. And again, it's on our main trunk route. This is the busiest cycleway in Sydney. women come from 22 different countries. We felt women supported by welfare services, but we felt the gap to empower women and help them to develop independency and leadership. Really does provide a voice to the voiceless and accessing the, that, that breadth of community. 3CR, celebrating 40 years of radical radio. You are indeed listening to 3CR and um, you're listening to Yarra Boss with User Group Radio. And I'm just going to go into the third part of the interview I did with David Barella from Bike Sydney. Riding my bicycle. Riding my bicycle. What have you, Bike Sydney, what have you been up to of late? Well, we've just finished the, or those we all have finished the Sydney Rides Festival. The first, I think it's three weeks of October each year, uh, the city of Sydney here host um, about 20, 30 events, uh, inc- ranging from Ride the City, which gets us riding into um, uh, Lady Macquarie's chair, Mrs Macquarie's chair, out of the Botanical Gardens, to Project a Bike and many other things besides. So a real, a real wonderful suite of events over three weeks. That has us flat out doing various different things. So that's quite exciting. Um, and that's that's been real fun. Um, it's always exhausting, but every year we see new faces, and you can really see how it brings on, you know, literally thousands of people into different events. New faces, families. We're seeing so many e-bikes and cargo bikes. To me, that would be the defining uh, shift that's happening at the moment. So that that's quite positive. Because you see, sit the actual part of Sydney, even including that North Sydney, which is a CBD within itself, they're almost perfect for e-bikes and cargo bikes to get around some of your rather crooked little streets. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. It gives a lot of atmosphere and ambience to the city. But they're, they're perfect for that, really. Yeah. And you, no, ma- yeah. many, w- many would think that the um, crookedness is south of the harbour in the, cent- the, pr- the CBD proper, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and we're particularly now that the city on the city, why, why that's relevant, north and south of the harbour, is mm. the city of Sydney boundaries are contained to south of the Harbour Bridge, yeah. where you see a real flourishing network. It's not perfect, um, largely because the state government imposes on uh, Clovermore, the independent, who yes. I've got something to say. 
uh, Lord Mayor there, but basically we've got a developing cycleway network where you can now at least get north-south, east-west uh, to some extent. And, of course, we've now closed off our main north-south street, George Street, because we're building the tram there. And that itself has just quietened the city remarkably. So all of a sudden, um, lo and behold, the, the opportunities that are arising for getting around by bike and particularly cargo bikes and, as you say, e-bikes because now with something, something of a connecting network, it's much easier for those people. So, as always, the challenge is to make those last links rather than just to win aimlessly the next kilometre of green path. It's actually to link up a mm. network because I'm, I'm positive we'll enable. There is so much development, particularly at Barangaroo, which sits south of the harbour, um, and other big developments, Green Square, so many people are coming online and they're within riding distance of their workplaces and, and activities and so on. Yeah, because Green, Green Square is massive. Um, as yeah, 50,000 50, people approximately are about 5K south of the CBD and it is connected already now by the George Street, the same street but in Redfern, George Street Cycleway which takes people all the way from Green Square to the CBD. In fact, we lead rides um, to, to show that off to people. So that and, and that's really interesting because the bus routes there, for example, are so jammed that buses are now, like it's a big theme that buses are now missing stops and people are just wanting to go just two kilometres north into the CBD and they're, they're being ignored by all the buses because they're just jam-packed. So the density that's happening, the densification that's happening is really making an opportunity for cycling and I think that's actually one one of our targets to go where there's densification people want to go for those short trips less than 5k's less than 10k's uh, into the city that's a real opportunity. Yeah and also getting the light rail back in will quieten down those streets because as you were saying about the buses most of those go on the old tram routes in Sydney. It's, yeah, <laughs> I could, I could go, we could do it. We could do shows on about what happened to Sydney trams, couldn't we? Yeah, that's right. In 1962, <laughs> we had our last tram, and look, look who I'm talking to, Sydney, Sydney preaching to Melbourne. You guys have a beautiful tram network, yeah, but, but Sydney... we did once have the the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere, and it's just such yes. a shame that we're now trying to repatriate that. That's I mean, what a statement of Sydney that we had something brilliant, not good, but brilliant. Let it let it collapse, and now we sort of think, oh yeah, that's not a bad idea, and I think that's what's going to happen with cycling. Yeah, but like with the densification of the actual city, you cannot just feasibly cram in, you know, single large vehicles for one person. It is just uh, not world's best practice and won't work. And as I, oh, I can't remember if it was the conversation or the drum or something on the ABC talking about if Sydney is not properly or the some of the densities and the transport stuff's not properly dealt with, you're just going to do have a cheap disposable city only for the rich. No, that's right. And I think yes. anyway, um, ours, ours is to, uh, I always try and drop this little thing. I, I totally, I mean, me being in Sydney, but mm. I totally understand the indignation and frustration we feel as advocates of cycling and walking and, uh, frankly, anything progressive here. Um, but we, we just have to rise above that and just do. Yes. And I think what you say is correct. However, um, you know, where, for example, Bike Sydney is now appealing to major development companies, Mervac and Lend Lease. We've been invited out to greenfield sites, but also into these infield sites to say, all right, what do you want to do? And we go in there and basically try and bake in from the outset, even with uh, water course design, flood management and all that, even getting in before they lay down the road designs and the signals, that's where we go wrong, trying to trying to usurp that and get into the, bake into the design early, all the through 
through site access and permeability that we need. Yes, of course, good crossing of major intersections, but ideally we'd get off the intersections along greenways. You know, again, here I go again, like your Yarra Trail there. Look how many people are riding that trail. Mm. Well, look, one of the uh, connections that was fixed up along the Gardner's Creek, that was the conduit for Melbourne's rise in cycling and commuting. That was just like one of those key links that just happened. And yeah, it t- turns the tap, and that's turns why the tap, it's too big. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we want the greenway that's been going on for ages. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Recently, the state government's finally said yes, albeit albeit in a deprecated um, uh, support role. They'll give a little bit of money, but not all of it. And what's called the city west cycling. But basically, these are the arrival paths in in this case to the from the west into the city. But it, it's a little bit your Yarra Yarra Trail story. And if only we got. A couple of these veloways. Again, we round back on West Connects. It's exactly the kind of infrastructure project that should be supplying these positive provisioning. Um, if only we get those. I'm very confident that because of the densification, here we go. We'll turn the tap. It'll just take care of itself. Hi, my name's Sarah. I love coming here because they offer vegan food. Hi, my name is Paul. This is my first time at Friends of the Earth. I think it's really awesome and the food's great, really healthy and nutritious. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op, 312 Smith Street, Collingwood. A tuneful experience. A 3CR supporter. Yes, and uh, you're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And it's going to go into the final part of the interview with David Barella from Bike Sydney. It's a beautiful day for Yeah, because it just gets to a point where it becomes unfeasible to either get on the buses or use um, a private car. And people will look for the other options. And that's no, that's right. And cycling, as, as it will eventually, but it's just a question of timing. Does it happen mm. earlier? Do you, you know, do you want to get on the front foot, Albanese and, and governments? Or um, it's going to happen. And that is, as you exactly say, the benefits of cycling will prevail. And they're not about um, whilst they are there, you know, the environment and this and that. It'll just become cheaper and easier and quicker and people yes. will just choose it. Well, uh, I'd say that that's a really good point to bring in because despite all the bad news, we, we kind of get out of New South Wales at the moment because there's a phenomenal amount of things that we could uh, talk about. Uh, despite all that, good things are happening. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, of course, it's our lot to always uh, not so much look for the positive, but always to make good uh, of whatever is the circumstance. But uh, there are good things happening, and I just don't think... Um, he says on the eve of the Trump, you know, um, election, oh. presidential election, let's not go into that, but just to say things are so bad as to be an asset to some extent. And I think you're absolutely right. So you, you just can't build um, the West Connects indefinitely because, you know, if you block up one end of the pipe, what people may not understand with West Connects is it's, it's basically a big underground pipeline into the CBD, straight into the CBD. And, of course, it's going to get blocked straight away. But if you block one end of a pipe, Soon enough, the other end gets blocked and it, and it just won't work. Yeah. So it's going to make a call on Sydney's transport to say, oops, okay, we better find alternatives. So in short, I just think the reference to Trump was a little bit 
look, the way I feel is we've got another year or two to outlast and then people, you know, politicians even, mm. and we too much make the mistake of looking them, looking upon them as visionaries rather than reactionaries, whichever party you support, um, is a little bit, even they'll be jammed into a corner to think, okay, you know what, <laughs> we better relent and do this thing um, because we're just plumb out of options. We are, and that's, uh, I think, the way to call things at the moment. We're not quite rock bottom, but we're getting there, so the only way is up. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Because I, I just hear story after story about what's happening in New South Wales, and it's just, it gets awfully depressing. But all, but on the other hand, you've got so many inspirational people up there either fighting and doing things in their local communities and basically cracking on with things, and that's the real news. It's not what comes out of large mainstream media outlets. It's local people in their communities cracking on what they need to do, and and they are where the future direction is going, and that's your future leaders. And that's the thing that I think should give people a lot of hope in New South Wales. No, it is. And uh, the protest calendar is, I say this facetiously, but really it's its booked out. Every weekend I think there's protest fatigue. We're, there's a whole lockouts law thing going on in Sydney at the moment. Um, you know, 15,000 people, 20,000 people protesting. It's properly bubbling over now mm. uh, i'd like to think we aussies are you know we, it doesn't require that but if nothing else people are mobilizing in clear numbers you know irrefutably is there a movement and you're absolutely right it'll bring the next leaders i'd, I'd like things to happen a bit quicker than that but yes. that said even with anyone who shows themselves progressive now clover moore the independent lord mayor in the center of the sydney uh, whom the state government is making a target of don't forget we had enacted here two for one business votes you have that in you've had that in yes that was the melbourne model that you took up Correct. to sydney yep yep and and she was returned with an increased increased majority so <laughs> you know i think <laughs> there are signals there to say all right we've had enough people are prepared to mobilize and stuff will happen as you say yeah it's like it's like it's tidal sort of stuff. You know, you've got the rise of this reactionary sort of stuff and it, it will fall, it will ebb away because we have finite resources and there's only so much you can do. Um, keep on pushing that narrow reactionary bent will only get so far and it recedes. Well, let's, let's see tomorrow, I guess, uh, with the American, the US election. <laughs> let's see where, where everything goes. Well, thank you so much for catching up today, David. Inspirational as ever. Yeah, Chris, always a joy. Okay, thank you so much. All right, chat to You're listening to 3CR Radio. Yeah, and that's all I've got time for this week on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. Uh, thank you to David Barella for that really free-ranging and thoughtful interview about all things happening up in Sydney. And there's a lot of stuff there that uh, are takeout messages for other places around Australia where we're trying to get things done or trying to change uh, prevailing attitudes towards cycling. And if they can do things uh, positive up in New South Wales, I think you can do it anywhere. And despite um, the registration by stealth and the stuff that uh, people like Duncan Gay are trying to do up there, 
Well, people will persevere. And uh, as, as David said, they're still doing good things up there. And people are, believe it or not, still riding bikes <laughs> in Sydney and New South Wales. And I just want to bring in a point too. We may be a show that's very Melbourne-centric, um, but if you're somewhere in Australia where there's a good news story about cycling and riding for transport, I'd really like to hear from you. Um, it'd be really good to kind of like broaden out from like the Melbourne-Sydney sort of access we've got. And because, you know, there's a lot of good things happening in Ballarat and Bendigo and there might be something in your suburb or neck of the woods. So uh, get in touch with us via yarrabug.org forward slash radio and go to the contact page and send us a message because I uh, would like to hear from you. Anyway, that's all I've got time for this week. And uh, don't forget that uh, 3CR is kept on air by you, our lovely listeners, by uh, subscriptions and donations. And 3CR is indeed uh, celebrating its 40th birthday this year. You know, Australia has the most concentrated media ownership in the world, and that means 3CR is more important than ever. And that's why you've got to keep us on air. Anyway, thank you so much. I'll be back in about a fortnight. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.